They were all impulse visits based on my sense of where the larger story was at the time and what questions I thought needed answering or reflecting upon. I have total freedom and an almost unlimited budget to explore. I've gone through several phases as a columnist. I started by focusing a lot on global economics, then on the whole phenomenon of globalization, then on NATO, the Middle East, China, and environmentalism. The events of 9-11 were particularly compelling for me because they brought together my two strongest interests, globalization and the Middle East. As a columnist, I want readers to have one of four reactions to my columns. Anyone will do. One reaction is for them to read a column and say, I didn't know that. Sometimes it's fun to try to be a teacher. Another reaction is for them to read a column and say, you know, I never looked at it that way before. It's also satisfying to give people a different perspective on events. Still another reaction, my favorite really as a columnist, is for them to read a column and declare, you said exactly what I feel, but I didn't quite know how to express it. And finally, another appropriate reaction is for them to read my column and say, I hate you and everything you stand for. A column is defined as much by the people who hate it as by those who love it. I want a challenge to provoke and at times to get some of my readers angry. I'm not looking to do it by provoking just to provoke. I am looking to do it by being very clear about what I feel. If I were afraid to do that, I would not be doing my job. I hope all the columns in this program fall into one of these four categories. This collection and diary are not meant to be a comprehensive history or study of 9-11 and all the factors that went into it. That is a task for historians. My hope is that this diary and these columns might provide them with some raw material, one reporter's journey in the world after 9-11. My hope is that this collection and diary will constitute a word album for the September 11th experience. There are many photo albums that people will collect to remind themselves, their children, or their grandchildren what it was like to experience 9-11. These columns and this diary are an attempt to capture and preserve in words, rather than pictures, some of those same emotions. And now, on to the album. Prologue, the Superstory. I'm a big believer in the idea of the superstory, the notion that we all carry around with us a big lens, a big framework, through which we look at the world, order events, and decide what is important and what is not. The events of 9-11 did not happen in a vacuum. They happened in the context of a new international system, a system that cannot explain everything, but can explain and connect more things in more places on more days than anything else. That new international system is called globalization. It came together in the late 1980s and replaced the previous international system, the Cold War system, which had reigned since the end of World War II. This new system is the lens, the superstory, through which I viewed the events of 9-11. I define globalization as the inexorable integration of markets, transportation systems, and communication systems to a degree never witnessed before, in a way that is enabling corporations, countries, and individuals to reach around the world farther, faster, deeper, and cheaper than ever before, and in a way that is enabling the world to reach into corporations, countries, and individuals farther, faster, deeper, and cheaper than ever before. Several important features of this globalization system differ from those of the Cold War system in ways that are quite relevant for understanding the events of 9-11. I examined them in detail in my previous book, The Lexus and the Olive Tree, 
and want to simply highlight them here. The Cold War system was characterized by one overarching feature, and that was division. That world was a divided-up, chopped-up place, and whether you were a country or a company, your threats and opportunities in the Cold War system tended to grow out of who you were divided from. Appropriately, this Cold War system was symbolized by a single word, wall, the Berlin Wall. The globalization system is different. It also has one overarching feature, and that is integration. The world has become an increasingly interwoven place, and today, whether you are a company or a country, your threats and opportunities increasingly derive from who you are connected to. This globalization system is also characterized by a single word, web, the World Wide Web. So in the broadest sense, we have gone from an international system built around division and walls to a system increasingly built around integration and webs.